Welcome to the DW Goalkeeping Academy podcast. Here we'll be discussing all things goalkeeping from special guest Q&As, tips and advice, training techniques, fixtures, coaching and much, much more. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Are you there, Brad? Uh, good afternoon, Dan. <laughs> A few technical issues. <laughs> That's me, mate. Trust me. Oh, dear. How are you doing? I'm very well, eh, yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Good, good. Is this a new new form of technology for you, this one? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm getting better. I've learned, that's the advantage of this lockdown. I'm all open to Zoom meetings now and now this. So I'm, I'm gradually getting there. Well, this is it. This whole lockdown period, it's giving people a chance to uh, learn new skills. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, I'm, uh, it takes me a few goes, but I do get there eventually. That's like all of us, I think. Um, are you right for us to make a start? Absolutely, mate. You're all right. I'll... Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll just do a quick intro for the guys and girls that are listening. Yeah. Um, so hi, everyone. Hope you've had a, a good week or as best a week as you can. Uh, we are back again for our second DW Goalkeeping Academy podcast. And this week, we are joined by Portsmouth Academy goalkeeping coach, Brad Pike. Thanks for joining us, Brad. Yeah, you're more than welcome, Dan. Nice to hear from you. Oh, you don't know what the questions are yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll be all right. So, just for those that are listening, um, obviously, any answers that Brad does give to the questions are his own views and not of the views of the club. Um, so Brad, could you kindly, uh, talk us through your journey so far? Yeah, I, I packed up relatively early and I, I didn't have a lot to do with the game for a few years. And then when my youngest son decided he wanted to be a goalkeeper, I, I got the boots and the gloves back on and, um, it just started from there really. One course after the other and I've ended up working for my hometown club. <laughs> so I know obviously we've known each other for a number of years now. How, because you run your own goalkeeping academy on the side, don't you? How did yeah. grassroots goalies come about? Um, my, my young George, he, he played for me on Milton, a local grassroots club, but it's a very well-run club. We, uh, actually, they train at the old Eastley Barracks, which was at, at one time Portsmouth's training ground. Okay. And um, I just started there. And obviously, when you, you, you go to work, uh, start coaching with your youngsters, you, you need to, to get the relevant um, qualifications. So yeah. I went on and done the level one, and straight away they asked me to go on to do the level two. And as a goalkeeper coach I, I really enjoyed enjoyed the outfield ones but our ultimate was to end up as a level two goalkeeping coach to start with yeah and then and then, then i was asked uh, by i was approached by a few parents of me and milton would i start a, a school up so um i started a session up to play football with five goalkeepers yeah and just before lockdown i had 60 sure so that ain't bad going, is it? One bad going. <laughs> I don't know. 
hopefully I'll have a few of them when I come back. <laughs> yeah, do you know do you know what? I think as soon as you take something away from someone that they enjoy it and they're doing multiple times a week, yeah. when those people are allowed to do that again, I do think you'll get um I think it, it reignites people's passion for the game. Uh, yes, I agree. I hope so, because it's reignited my passion for the game because I can't wait to get back out there again with them to be Yeah. Honest. Well, you're, you're like me. It's difficult when you do it full time to then just stop in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's been a strange old year, Dan, hasn't it? Yeah, it's not been a good one. Um, so that touches a little bit on your um, your own goalkeeping school. Could you um, tell us how you first got into Portsmouth's Academy? Well... Portsmouth actually trained to play football and I was running my groups up there. Yeah. And where we are situated, we have Southampton and Brighton either side of us. Yeah. So I had it, one year I ended up with two goalkeepers going to Brighton and one goalkeeper going to Southampton. And I just, someone from the club noticed, you know, these, these kids are coming off the island and going there. Yes. So I think someone thought, well, Brad's here. He's, he's, he's coaching up here three or four times a week. He might as well do the other two nights with us. Yeah. And hence, that's uh, how I ended up at the club. And now I've got a few more in the Portsmouth now and trying desperately to keep them out of the, the grass with Southampton and Brighton, which is yeah. easy. Must be tricky. Yeah. Um, what, um, what category academy is Portsmouth compared to Southampton and Brighton? We are Cat 3 and they okay. are Cat 1 with... Brand spanking new facilities. Oh, okay, so they've got that pool as well, haven't they? Yes, but um, you know, so, some you win, some you lose. Um, you know, a couple of times we, I've managed to get them over the line instead of going to the bright lights. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, all the ones that started with me that that chose to go to these other academies, they still come to me for, for the coaching for the one to one. Yeah. Well, that must mean you're doing a good job well, <laughs> and your sessions are good. I'll let you say that, Dan. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, talk us through your... How did you get into playing in goal? Um, well, we all went over the park the day after England won the World Cup in 1966. Jesus. And, um, are you that old? Yeah. <laughs> I, went in, I went in goal on the day after... Was it 55 years ago now? And I've been to three yeah. sticks ever since. <laughs> Could get rid of you. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 well, boy, I started off out on the pitch, but I, I got, I really enjoyed it when the satisfaction of stopping it, the stopping a shot when, when they yeah. were yes. And, and then, oh, you know, that was, yeah. I got a bit, better buzz out of that than scoring, actually. So I stayed there. Do you know what? It's, it's funny because I did, I had one of my, uh, coaches um interview me for the first podcast we did uh-huh. um and he's over at Avely as first team goalkeeping coach and it's funny because he asked me why I decided to stay in goal and literally word for word is exactly what you just said. Yeah. It's that it's that you know when you hear that when that yeah when that ball's that ball's been it and everyone players, parents think it's in and then, and then all of a sudden all of a sudden you hear oh, oh. Yeah. You can't beat that it, for then. me is as that for me is as good as scoring a goal. That's right. It's better, mate. Can't beat it. 
Yeah, no, 100% agree. Um, what's your philosophy or what do you look for when you're when you're coaching goalkeepers? I'm still a bit old school, really. Uh, I like I like to I look for a good head and good hands, and I think everything else can take care of itself. Yeah, that's um, my philosophy, anyway. What What do you mean by good head and good hands? Well, firstly, firstly, the first thing with still with goalkeepers, you've got to keep the ball out the back of the net. And yeah. uh, if you can catch a ball, you know, it's better in your hands. And and especially now, you can set up attack because you're last line of defence, first line of attack, aren't you? But yeah. This is important now in the modern game is how you react to when things are not going well. And, yeah. you know, um, if, if you're calm, it's a major asset. I mean, I was told early on, get used to the fact that you're going to let a goal in. There's nothing you can do about it when it's gone, gone in. You can't change it. So move yeah. on. But I think it's it affects some goalkeepers. Yeah. yeah. So, so the psychological yeah. side of the game. Yeah, I think it's a big part, especially in the yeah. yeah, no, completely agree. Um so we've received some questions from parents and coaches. Okay, good. <laughs> Brace yourself. Okay. Just, uh... Um so to be fair, there's some there's some good there's some good questions in here. Well, um, good answers. <laughs> well, when we spoke earlier, you did. I just hope, I just hope you can remember them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, distribution is such a big part of the modern game now. How do you factor this into your sessions? Oh, it's a massive part of it. Oh, yeah. it's in every session. There was always a bit of distribution in every session. I usually put them, especially with the, the Littlands, where you're starting them off. If I have three, I have them in a in a triangle, passing out, passing back to the keeper. The keeper making angles, communicate and say where he wants it. Yeah. And then they're playing across. Uh, he follows the ball across to the other one. Then I rotate them round because I think it's just as important that they they get to learn where their two wide defenders are, what they have to do in the situation, how they're going to think. So I'll, how they want, how they want it, it, yeah, and and how they move as well, and then you know, so if they're actually learning how to move to help it for the goalkeeper, if the if the lad isn't moving, he can tell them how to how he wants them. Yeah, do you do, do you do that in the majority of your sessions? Every session, I always yeah. make time for for, for foot, uh, distribution and playing with the feet because. We're in the development of Portsmouth. We play Spurs on a regular basis. And, an okay. and I picked it up early on. Uh, they encourage their keepers to play with their feet, even if they can pick it up. Every opportunity okay, they've yeah. got to use, to use, their, use their feet, they use it. And I thought, you know, what good, that's good, that is. I thought, oh, that's, so yeah. that's what I try to incorporate in uh, my sessions and the philosophy. I like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a challenge, ain't it, for their yeah, goalkeepers? Yeah, you, know, you see a lot. Of not a lot of keepers. I mean, these kids are eight. They would pick it up if they had the easier option, but they don't. They're trying to use their feet and play out from the back. Yeah, it ain't a bad facility over at Spurs, is it? No, it's good, isn't it? It's, a, it's probably the best one I've been to. I haven't been to Manchester you, City yet, though. You ain't going to get any bobbles on their pitch, are you? No, I'll tell you a quick <laughs> little story. When uh, we Go went on. out there, uh, the first, I think it might have been the current under-11s when they went up there at seven. Yeah, and uh, they we was walking out, and they said, 
I didn't know we was playing on 4G, Brad. I said, that's actually grass. (laughs) 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 And um, and it was a bit of a wet day, but this is like seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds playing there. And as soon as we walked off, there was, oh, at least half a dozen straight out there, groundsmen, putting the pitch right. Tied in it, yeah, yeah. Different world. Oh, dear. So they thought it was 3G pitch, did they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Quality. Um, so we spoke a bit about the distribution side of the game. Yeah. How do you strike a balance with the basic techniques in goalkeeping? I think that the basic techniques is just as important, especially, especially the level I'm working at, the foundation phase in the academy and at development. Uh, mm. You know, you, you can't, you know, you can't, Neglect the basics, you because um, basic. You know, you get the basics right. You know, it, it's going to get you out of trouble. You know. Yeah. That's 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 just my my opinion. Also, if you've got a good foundation, the rest follows. Exactly. It? You know, then then you know other coaches can move them on. But as long as when when they you know they got all the basics right, when they get there, they leave me. It's job done. Yeah. Well, you're you're effectively getting them ready for the next phase, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, and that's a, it's important, and I enjoy working down at that phase. I remember, I, I can't remember it was you was probably with me at the goalkeeping conference. Uh, someone yeah. said, "If you're happy working at that stage, why do you want to go and work at another stage? If you're happy yeah. there, stay there." Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I remember yeah. that. I can't remember who it was though. It, it, I think it might have been that. Um, Borussia Dortmund coach when they was there that year. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure though. Yeah, because they they were saying they reckon that um, coaches have got their specific age group they like working with and they get the most success with. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good point. I didn't remember yeah. that. Um, so, obviously, with what's going on at the moment in the world, there's a lot of games being televised. Would you encourage your goalkeepers to turn the crowd noise off when they're watching it so they can hear what's being said? Oh, yes, yes, definitely. I have, in, I have told them to do that. The ones I've spoken to recently, uh, you know, it's an ideal learning opportunity to listen to goalkeepers communicating and organising. I mean, I, I worked in, I've worked in the National League South with some very good goalkeepers. And one of them was Martin Royce, ex Torquay, Exeter. Goalkeeper, yeah. and his um, his organisation it was a, an education. I used to go actually stand behind the goal to, mm. to watch and learn, and um, he could uh, he could organise a, a match from the edge of his box. You know, he didn't have to do a lot because he had the, he was having the the players in front of him doing it. And when, yeah, he was dictating. When he, when he did have something to do, it was always straight at him. To me, that's the sign of a good goalkeeper. Make it, you know, keep it plain. Some people might say, oh, he's playing, but he's not. They haven't seen what he's done. Yeah, he's yeah. prevented goal scoring opportunities. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. You, if you've gone off, if you've gone off the um, the pitch with no mud on your knees, you've had a good game as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> my, my goalkeeping coach used to say to me, if I've had to make a mistake, I've already, ma- if I've had to make a save, I've already made a mistake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Cool, I'd have to write that golden nugget down that I've just remembered. Yeah. <laughs> write them all down, mate. Hey, all, you, I know. At some point, you're going to use I know. them. I know, it's amazing what you mm. forget. Um, 
So the next uh, question we've received is, do you think foundation phase goalkeepers get enough technical coaching as well as, say, the physical and psychological uh, corners of the position? All, all clubs are a bit different. At, at Portsmouth, we have S&C, and so they, they do get the good side of the physical um, aspect. I, yeah. um, I, I say I'm very big on the technical side. That's, that's why I enjoy it down at Foundation and Development. And I... Uh, I'm quite big on the psychological side. Um, it's different, obviously, working with the, the younger ones than it is at, uh, at National League South. But yeah. it's still big in both both ends of the of the game. How how would you get? Because I got asked this the other day. How by a coach? How would you get the psychological side of things into your sessions? Well, I think question. You know, always question and answers is good with the psychological side. But I've got a young lad that went to Brighton, supposed to go to yeah. Brighton, and I, I always thought that he, he, the mental side of it, he, he might, he might find a bit difficult there because it's a big, bigger club. And yeah. um, it, I've done a few ones to ones with him and had a little, and I've known the family. I've known a few years now. I've known the little lad to uh, since he was six, and. Mm. Um, I just, just the psychological. I just got the dad to make some videos of his saves. Yeah, know, get him to watch that on the way to the games, and he's, he's come out the other side now. I'm not saying it was all that, but it's it's positive. That it's, it's a massive thing with goalkeeping. It's got to be positive. So, so, yeah. and I'll never talk about a mistake after the game. Go and sleep on it. Yeah. yeah. So, and I just, and his dad seems to think that it's working. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea, actually. So I had um, one of my goalkeepers has been in on trial at a few pro clubs mm-hmm. and he was 14 at the time. Mm-hmm. And similar to what you said, I said, make a highlights reel of the yeah. stuff that you've done well in training, the stuff you've done well in games. Yeah. Only has to be like, you know, 10, 15 minutes long. Mm. That's but right. Make make it a habit of watching that highlights reel on the way to games and training because it, like you said, it'll put you in a positive mindset. Yeah, well, I done once. Uh, George actually, my, my younger son, got me back in the goalkeeping. He played uh, a cup final, and I actually put a note in his boot that he didn't know about. So when he went to put his boot on, <laughs> it was just a few. Remember last time he played against these? Remember to save the top corner when everyone thought it was done. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing he read was all positive about the last time he played against that team. Yeah, give him a little yeah. boost. And little things like yeah, that, I, like, like, I, I believe. Well, it's, it's, I say this to all my keepers, it's finding that extra percent from somewhere, whether it's, you know, you, you're doing your, your stretching or you're skipping or do something away from the club, away from the training ground, you know, watch stuff on YouTube, listen to podcasts, watch games, um, it, what else can you be doing to get that extra percent into That's your right, game? Playing the game and watching the game is a great teacher, I believe. Yes. Yeah. No. Agreed. Um, I know we when we spoke earlier, you had a great experience with the England deaf team, didn't yes, you? Yeah, I was the England deaf goalkeeping coach for a while. For a little while. Yeah. Um, How did 
how did your so we touched on the the way that the psychological corner came into um your normal sessions how did your um coaching manner have have to change when coaching those guys um there wasn't a lot of difference to be honest dan uh, when they had their ear, hearing aids in you, you could keep you yeah with the freak keepers it wasn't too much of a problem some of the other players were profoundly deaf but that that worked okay when we had a debrief or we talked about things uh when that when we were training, they could lip read, and you, you you picked up a little bit of sign language. The only problem that that really really cropped up was when we was working on distribution and crossing, and the yeah. was putting the crosses crosses in. So we just had to yeah. off, had to wave them in, and we'd run and meet halfway, get your point across, and run out. That's the I've ever been. <laughs> I get <your> steps in. <laughs> Oh, their crossing wasn't very good, and their catching wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it's funny how you have to change. Yeah. You know, you have to change your approach depending on what group you're it dealing took with. Me about a game and a half to get my head around the fact that the referee's got a flag because they can't hear the whistle. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's uh, but no, it didn't. The problem is he he would play a lot higher the the, the, the number one because he he doesn't live yeah. too far from me, so we done quite a bit away from the England camp as well. Uh, he yeah. would played a lot a lot higher if he didn't have his hearing problem. But if there was ever a mistake or a mix up, it was always uh, his hearing that got the blame for the lack of hearing. Uh, and that's it, a shame. Uh, yeah. He got him down at one point, but he. He picked himself up, dusted himself down, and he ended up being voted York's number one deaf goalkeeper. So that was that. That's kind of like something I'm very proud of because he was on the verge of when I first worked with him. Yeah, it's a shame the amount of goalkeepers that walk away yeah. from the game. Yeah, it? it's just not. It's just not, and it's not just in disabled football. You know, some very good goalkeepers walked away because uh, can't put up with that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's not many um, coaches out there that can say they've been involved in the England setup. No, it was a massive honour. But um, say so, uh, I had to step down in the end because the commitments were Portsmouth. So I can't yeah. I'd like to be everywhere at once, but unfortunately I couldn't be. There's yeah. only one of you. Same, same, they didn't come a so, lot of different times. <laughs> yeah, timing's a big thing exactly. in football, ain't it? Got, especially goalkeeping. Well, yeah, you're right there. So, um, last question from the sort of goalkeeping section. Um, do you, I mean, you touched on it a second ago about some of your goalkeepers coming to you to do, uh, you know, private sessions and group sessions and stuff, even when they're, they're training at different academies. Do you think it's beneficial for goalkeepers to be coached outside of their respective academies? It all depends who they go with. Um Personally, yeah. the way I approach it is if I say something and it, it's a bit different to where they are at, at X club, I will say, yes, you can do it that way, but I'm showing you a different option. I wouldn't say, no, do yeah. it this way, because then they would get confused. Yeah. I'd, um, I'd echo that. So, like when we spoke earlier, since uh, over the last sort of year and a half, two years, there's been an explosion of 
you know, different mm. goalkeeping coaches popping up, different yeah. coaching, uh, private coaching academies, goalkeeping yeah. schools. Um, and I'd probably echo that yeah. by saying just to, to parents, really, just make sure you um, work out which ones are the, are the good coaches and which ones are, you know, just smoking uh, yeah. yours. To me, the right, yeah, it's similar. The way I said it, the, the way I say it is, uh, have a look because some keepers are in it. Uh, some goalkeeping coaches do it for the the outcome is more important than another goalkeeping coaches. It's the incomes more important. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Um, what age do you feel goalkeepers should start playing out from the back, and when should they start to communicate? At the very beginning, you don't have you don't expect them to be like Edison and Allison, but just the basics. You know, yes, left foot, yes, right foot, point to where you want it because communication doesn't have to be verbal. Make, yeah, Chantel, yeah, yeah. Make it simple, keepers away. Um, and that's that's what I encourage straight from the start and it's always in, in, in all my sessions. What about, um, what about playing out? So would you encourage that from a young yes, age? Yes, um, sometimes... Um, at the club, we, we encourage the player out from the back all the time. And if you play someone like Wimbledon, you press you really high. If you've got a keeper that hasn't got the range, you can be under um, yeah. under the cosh a bit. So I always encourage them, you know, yeah. to say, go long sometimes. Because it's to me, it's not about the short ball, the long ball. It's about the correct ball. Yeah, mm. I like that. I like that. little golden mm. nugget of information there. So... Um, the next couple of questions are around coaching. What type of session do you prefer to coach? For example, technical, tactical, functional, or phase uh, for play? For me, technical, especially where I'm working down at development and foundation phase. Uh, I'm a great believer in uh, get the technique right because the technique, if your technique's correct, it'll get you out of trouble more times than not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree with that. I suppose it depends, like you touched on, what what players you're working with, what yeah. age group of players you're working with, the yeah. demands of the game yeah, on them as well. You know, when I hand them on, if they haven't got that right, they're going to come pretty soon. Going to come back to me and ask questions. You know, I, I look on YouTube or Facebook sometimes and see some of these videos, and I think, you know, they're teaching technique, but they're they're shaping movement ain't right. I, I get the shape right, then the movement, then the technique. You know, it's, yeah. it's really a bit of a bugbear with me when I see that. You know, they're, 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 well, some, they're coming across the goal, bouncing up and down on. like a budgie on a perch, diving, diving backwards, <laughs> off, you know, off the back foot. You know, keep your head still. You know, get, keep, 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 your, keep your head forward. Step into the save, you know. I know it's repetitive for them, but it, it does, uh, does pay off in the long run. Unfortunately, some of the stuff on social media nowadays ain't great. No, how many goalkeepers do you see jumping over hurdles and going through poles and through, through fire, fire before they make the save? <laughs> you know, you know uh, yeah, don't get me wrong, you know, your footwork's massively important. But if you just look yeah. at some of them, you see, if you just emphasise on that, all you're going to end up with is a goalkeeper that's good at dancing around a disc. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. good on Instagram. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, 
I should point out though, there is some stuff out there yes, that is yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, there's a few coaches that I know that are in the pro, gra- uh, pro game and even at grassroots level, the yeah. sessions yeah, are, yeah, you know, relevant. Some, yeah. Well, you can, you know, it's some, some, some of it leaves not so great. Desire, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> Got lots of followers yeah, though, know. these people. <laughs> oh dear. Um, how does your mindset and coaching style change when coaching junior and senior goalkeepers? um, With the older ones, at non-league level, you can have a bit more banter. Uh, I found working with those, as long as you you give them a decent serve and you add their back, it worked. You know, I've worked with some very good goalkeepers at non-league level. uh, Roche, as I mentioned earlier, Nath Ashmore is at Boreham Wood now. Nick Gordon, who was at yeah. Crawley, Dan, Dan Thomas, that was at Aldershot. So, and I've never had a problem with any of them. So, I think that's and that was my philosophy. What I, what I mentioned down at the younger the younger end, I think you've got you can have a bit of fun with it, but you've got to you've got to be look more of a school teacher with them as well. They've got to know their boundaries. Yeah, um, I mean, of course, yeah. a, a gentleman come in. Uh, he's 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 been to several baseball clubs and rugby clubs, and it's just a psychological side of it. And he he introduced us to, uh, and we do it at Portsmouth. Uh, Ace, they're called the cards. We give them a card. It's um, attitude, commitment, effort. So you know, you say at the end of the session, was your attitude good? Yes or no? Was your, was your commitment there tonight? Yeah. And effort for me, as long as they put in hundred percent, you can give them a little bit of slack with the other two. Uh, um, yeah, and, yeah, and I kind of like moved that on a bit as well. If I had a goalkeeper that was getting upset because he'd done something wrong, I would say, like, you know, instead of commitment, I'd have calm in there, or I'd have someone that was a bit erratic, I'd have consistency, things like that. And it seems to be working with them, yeah, yeah they've took that on board, give them something to work on for, through the six Yeah, I like block. that, yeah, I yeah. like that. Little challenges. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Ace, yeah. I have to remember that one. Um, going back to the non-league side of things, was you ever involved in fixtures with those what, guys? Matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How? This is just a question that's come to me because obviously I'm I'm doing my uh, level three outfield, um, or meant to start my level level three outfield, but obviously COVID's yeah. postponed it. But what, as a goalkeeping coach, what would your involvement be in the dugout during games? Um, as I say, with with, um, with Roche, I used to go around beyond the goal, but and, and I actually carried that few through with a few of them. I actually, uh, yeah, I had my input. I, I would go around as if I, I was find something that we could exploit with the other goalkeeper as well. But I found, yeah. well, with every level of the game. Um, an outfield coach has got a different view from the dugout to what the goalkeeper has in the goal. And that's... Course, yeah. and the, going back, they have their back. That's why I used to like to stand behind the goal because I could have their view as well. So I could say, yeah, yeah. no, I agree with him. Uh, does, that mean you could have, does that mean you could have a pint? No, well absolutely not. If you go... I, I look at <laughs> To you, Dan, there's a quite a few pictures of me standing behind the goal, but uh, I've got a cup of tea in my hand every time. Okay, <laughs> all right. 
Don't say I'm in Oh, dear. Um, oh, yeah, this is yeah, it. Can't pass it Robbie, yeah. Um, So, talking about coaching, how do you see the role of the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper coach progressing over the years? Me myself, I think it's, it, it, it goes full circle. Um, uh, right. It's, you're only it, football, it hasn't changed that much. You're just reinventing the wheel all the time. And I, and I, you know, yeah, it, it used to be can he save shots, can he come for crosses, but then it went to how tall is he, is he six foot six, uh, can, can he play the ball out with both feet? But I think it'll it come back round yeah. to because at, at the end of the day, your main role still is to keep the ball out the back of the net. Because I know, people, yeah, football, first priority, I know you get the, the expression football's changed, but only up to a point, it hasn't changed in the respect that. When it first started, you had to stop the ball going in your goal and scoring the other goal, and it's still the same, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. My opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. There's definitely uh, an emphasis now on a ball-playing goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, and sometimes coaches lose sight of the number one priority, which is yeah. defending the goal. Exactly. Agree with that. But no, I had a... I had a chat with one of the coaches a couple of weeks back and I actually said that I think it's going to get to a stage where goalkeepers are going to start taking penalties and yeah. free kicks. I really do because the way that some of these keepers can strike ball, a ball yeah. now is frightening. Yeah, I know, but when they strike a dead yeah. ball 50 yards, it's a goal kick, isn't it? Player does that, it's a pass. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. <laughs> it depends yeah, who's commentating true. on the game. Um, yeah, no, fair point. I do see it um, progressing massively over the next couple of years. But like you say, it's going to get to a stage where it does yeah, come full circle. And it's starting to with the height now, isn't it? You know, a couple of years ago, six foot four, six foot yes. five. But they're gradually coming down. I know Kepper ain't at the ground running, but he's he's not as t- the tallest, is he? Uh, Pickford, six foot one. Pickford, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, agreed. Um Again, this is this is one of my questions. How do you like your teams to play? So, if you was a manager, how do you like your team to I play? Think we're we're forced to to play out from the back at the moment, aren't we? And I suppose that's that, that's the way. Yeah, you play. I mean, I'm defensively minded, but um, I do I, I do like watching attacking football. So, I think uh, you know, as I said earlier on, you. you it's just the phase at the moment, this high press. I mean, I don't think that that's going to last forever. You've got to miss out. Um, what do you think, then, Dan, on that one? Because I've had many, many discussions uh, about this. Yeah, so similar to yourself, um, I do like to build out from the back. Um, however, I do like it built on a strong yeah. defensive shape. So, for me, if we are being pressed high, then I wouldn't force my players to play out, yeah. even though I'd like them to in the because first that, instance. Sorry, if it, that's the trouble when you well, press that high. They're going to leave a gap behind. Yeah. So, what's wrong with launching it? Yeah. Now? We've got a bit of pace now. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So, my first thought is, 
Yeah, I like my team to build and play out from the back. I like us to have, um, you know, that's built on a strong defensive shape to start with. However, I wouldn't make it that, you know, they have to do it every single time. Uh, So the decision-making would be very much on them. You know, if it's not on, then like you said, can we play into channels? Can we play into spaces? Um, So, yeah, the emphasis would be very much on the state of of the game, the opposition you're playing against. I I mean, I've seen quite a few academy games and and, uh, I've seen the goalkeepers. They're they're under more pressure when they've got the ball at their feet. And they should be under more pressure when the attacking yeah. sides in up in their defending third, but they're not. They've got the, you know they're they're yeah. forced to play it back to them under pressure. And I think you know, yeah. And if something goes wrong, it, you know, it's, it's it's his fault, isn't it? But it's not. It's not really. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. Um, what advice would you give to any young goalkeepers well, listening? You learn. You're never too young or too old to learn in this game. You know, <laughs> what I encourage the kids to do at the club is learn from your opposite number. See what your opposite number is, because I do. Yeah. I, I, I listen to what the coaches are saying as well, in case there's something I, need, I can pick up. I mean, was it Mourinho said all the good coaches yeah, are magpies. Yeah. If even idea, you know, if it's going to help you, help you on your journey. Yeah. Yeah. All coaches right. are thieves. Yeah, I'd say to my keepers, any, watch any game. No. It doesn't have to be Premier League. It could be Championship, whatever you like. Yeah. Watch both goalkeepers. What are they yeah. What are they doing that you're not? What bits do you That's like right. and what bits do you don't like? And the bits you like, you can steal. And the bits you don't, That's you don't. Right, make no sure you don't do them. Goalkeeping coaching when I was a kid. And now I learned standing behind the goal at Fratton Park. And I think that's why I like standing yeah, behind yeah. the goal in the non-league game as well. Because probably that's how I learned to read. Or that's how I learned the game. So that's how I play, played it from that position. Yeah. And I see more from there. But I, I prefer watching from there as well. But that's how I learned. And I say that's why I went on the uh, coaching journey. Because I could see why... Uh, I could see what you'd done and to stop the ball going in the back of the net. But I wanted to learn why you'd done it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, you know, um, yeah, Wolves manager Nuno. He, yeah, I like him a lot. He used to be a goalkeeper at Porto. He will analyse games from cameras behind the goal, yeah, and footage behind the goal. And the first thing he'll do at half time, I read this a couple of weeks ago, is he'll ask Rui Patricio, who's his goalkeeper, what he thinks and what he's seen. Because obviously, like what you said, and like what what my experience is, is I learnt the game yeah. from that part of the pitch. That's right. Because um, I've I've asked it hasn't come to fruition yet. But if we could, um, when when the analyst films the game from the sideline, from the coach's point of view, I was like, can we have a, a camera in the back of the goal? So when when you're saying that, yeah, you've done this on that piece of action. Let's see where he was from his view. See his view, yeah. yeah see his view. Well, Ben Foster started doing that, yeah. he? Ben Foster started to put uh, yeah. a GoPro yeah, in his goal. Have to do that. Uh, uh, that for me, that's a, that's it's so good that, that I mean that's yeah. the good side of technology now that young kids can go on YouTube and follow Ben Foster's Instagram yeah. page or YouTube page, and they get to hear and see mm-hmm. what he does. 
And it's a great learning yeah, tool. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. So, conscious we've been talking we've for 40 cut, yeah, minutes. Of <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> course not. Um, the last couple of questions are more yeah. personal to you. Who is your favourite uh, all-time goalkeeper? Won 55 years ago, Gordon Banks, the day after England won the World Cup. And as, as you know, I had the privilege of meeting him a few years back at the conference. Um, yes, but I would yeah. say now he's coming up with retirement. I think you've got to put Gigi Booth on up there with him as my favourite too. And oh, also, legend, yeah. I think if Neville Southall hadn't got injured um, playing for Wales against the public heart of Ireland, on Lansdowne Road, which is which is a rugby pitch, really. He had not turned his ankle. I think he would be up there as well. Um, the eighteen months leading up to that injury, he was just unbelievable. Unbelievable goalkeeper. Very, yeah, very yeah. agile for very a big man, weren't he? Though. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, for me, Gigi Buffon is the the goalkeeping god, just by the, god, the Godfather. Him. Sorry, yeah, and like you said, the thing is, he's had to yeah. adapt through the decades, and not many keepers have been able to do that. But he's managed to adapt mm. with the times yeah. and the way that the game's changed and the modern trends. And he's still yeah. at the top of the top of the game. And for me, that's yeah, that, yeah that's think, what makes you know, him one of the best. Obviously, he's made. A- a couple of mistakes as he's got older, but I think up, the first, up, up to about the age of 37, you could count the mistakes he made on the fingers of a mitten, couldn't you? You know? Yeah, yeah so, so consistent. What about, is there anyone you like at the moment? Yeah, goalkeeper, yeah, up and coming goalkeeper. Madrid, I quite like him. And I, I, the, 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 yeah, and the Bob one Black. that really, that's caught my eye this year in the Premier League is the young French boy at Leeds. I like him. Yeah, yeah, Meslier, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him and all. Uh, I can't no, see him being at Leeds forever. Right. What's the best advice you've been given? Um, I always remember that I was told, and I mentioned it earlier on, that get used to the fact that you're going to let a goal in, so don't let it worry you. You can't change it. Yeah. You know. I, I I've, I've said to some of my goalkeepers. Before, when when they when the outfield players might be getting on their back, I said, "Have a look around the dressing room when you're getting ready, and have a look and find out how many have made a mistake this season." I said, "You won't find any, you know." So, <laughs> you know, you've got to get used to it. It's got to, it's got to be like water off a duck's back, doesn't it? Because um, yeah, you know, I, the, I, I can't the remember. He's the president of the United States. So on his desk, the buck stops here, and unfortunately, as a goalkeeper, the buck does stop with you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, <laughs> response, yeah, responsibility in the game. Um, last question for you before we wrap it up. What's the next well, thing for you? Sixty-two today, mate, and I want to thank you very much. Happy and birthday! I want to go on as long as I can because it's keeping me mind and body active, and there's going to be a point when I can't do it. And, and if I pack up now or a bit earlier yeah. than I should have done, I'll, I was, I would, I'm going to regret it because I actually had a bit of a niggling elbow injury and packed up playing for a couple of years earlier than what I should have done. And um, I always regretted that. Yeah. So I'm not going to 
take it into the coaching, do it for as long as I possibly can. And then obviously when I, when it comes too much, I'll uh, do some scouting and, and look at goalkeepers. Whoever wants to. Yeah. No, why? Why would you? Why Absolutely. would you want to give something else when I think you enjoy we're it? We're in a fortunate position, Dan. That we 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 uh, we got a job that we love. Yeah. Very lucky. Yeah, very lucky. Um, and plus, like you said, you can always get some young guns yeah, in to actually do the serving, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. <laughs> we could just yeah, throw little golden right. nuggets but, in every um, now and again. To say. It, yeah, the serve is important. I, but as long as I can still serve, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, Brad, I just wanted to say big thank you to you for giving up your time, especially Not, on your no problem. birthday. Not it was a privilege. Nice to catch up with you. Yeah, some of the some of the advice and the tips and the stories that you've given were were really insightful. Yeah. Oh, I really I enjoyed them. I hope, well. hope. Yeah, I hope so too. I'm sure they will find it beneficial. Um, obviously, happy to return the favour if you want me to do anything for your guys down the line. Um, and yeah, just wanted to say to thanks. Uh, to everyone for listening please do check us out on iTunes and Spotify and please do give us a follow um, Brad thanks Not very much problem and I'll you're catch up with you soon mate. Stay safe, mate thank you you, you thank too you. mate I'll catch up with you Bye. soon cheers bye